how many customers walk through your door this week? And then you can know, hey, we're gonna pull these levers, but it, it fits within a time spectrum. And you can see, you can start to see trends. Oh, weather affected this, uh, a COVID outbreak or this, you know, it, and if you understand how time fits into the entire thing with companies, um, it can be really encouraging. Mm -hmm. Hey, the, the sky is not falling. It was a bad week trend backwards or it can be a wake-up call if you use time appropriately like yeah when when just one day becomes a quarter or several quarters hey that should be a wake-up call if we don't achieve this metric by this date uh, we need to do some serious change hey good day welcome to the consultant coach podcast where josh and i are going to talk about what time looks like and what time looks like from a coaching perspective, what time looks like from a consultant's perspective, and how you can further use time as you lead your company and organization. Looking forward to having you dive deeper into what time looks like. Welcome to the Consultant on the Coach podcast. On time, my friend. Yeah, good Something to see Something we have unlimited amounts of time, right? Well, and we all have the same amount. That's true. Each day, that is. Mm -hmm. Maybe not on this earth. You got it, man. Hey, what's our scripture reading for the day? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're looking at, and we had, actually it's hard to come up with one because there's a lot of good scriptures on time. But today we thought we'd go back to one we've used in the Seasons and Rhythms episode. If you've missed that, uh, go check it out. But uh, similar to that from Ecclesiastes 3.11, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And I think we thought that was a good one for today because uh, I think there's a sense, uh, at least in the work I do and most people I've worked with, that there's a sense of time, there's a sense of eternity beyond ourselves. And I think as uh, we think about um, this very odd notion of time in which we are stuck, it is sometimes difficult to gain perspective outside of time when we are stuck right in the middle of it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. And it's, time is one of those things I think is just, it's underrelated and overrelated all at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm having all sorts of, you know, thoughts. My eldest daughter is going to go off to college next year, mm -hmm. and I'm like, what in the world happened? In a blink of an eye, mm -hmm. time's just gone. Gone. And uh, in business, there's all sorts of things that time plays a major role yeah. on both sides of the equation. Yeah. Well, and you're a coach. I mean, even like mm -hmm. in running, right? 10 seconds is an eternity. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> but then you're just talking about how 18 years went by in a blink, right? I mean, Correct. It's, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and in business, the same thing, right? There can be, well, I've been in meetings that feel like they've lasted a day and they were 30 minutes. And I've been in jobs for years that feel like they lasted half an hour. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a... And I know this is, I always like to start our podcast with the definition of time. We all know what time is, but literally it is, how would you define time? Well, I think, you know, I think it's trying to get our hands around something that, you know, well, let's see. I wrote this, wrote this down and I'm having a little trouble actually making sense of it. Maybe my notes weren't very good. Imagine that. Uh, I wrote down here that time is a place where resources and sweat equity are usually eventually turned into something of immense value. So I think time is almost, there's an element of faith involved, mm -hmm. right? Because it's a passage of events over some specified period, call it time. And I think when we're talking about it from a business perspective, there's 
there's a faith element that as you put in and, and quote, do the process of business and leadership and investment and choices, that you will receive a return either this week or next month or next year or sometimes not for 10 or 20 or 30 years. Absolutely. Right? And so I think time and faith go hand in hand as we think about how to invest the resources we have as business leaders into every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's it's also one of those things, It's it's... I find it frustrating t- with time because in typically in a consulting or even a coaching endeavor, mm-hmm. we consult for a specified time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, at the end of our six months or at the end of our three months or, you know, it's one of those things. It is there. We expect to move the needle. There is a time element. Yeah. But let's also be honest. Once the contract's over life keeps going so it's not like it's this catch-22 and there's always this tension that goes back and forth well and i think that's at least in my consulting work a lot of what i have to do is not just deliver something that moves the needle but also help identify significant gaps so so like the analogy i was thinking about in terms of what is time the challenge of the flip side of that is how do you invest your resources the other side of that is you've got to have the wisdom to know when you're missing a key ingredient Mm -hmm. you know if you bake a if you bake a loaf of bread and you forget to add the yeast. Great analogy. And you don't let it rise. It doesn't matter how long you bake that bread. It's eventually going to burn and it's never going to rise. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think it's the same thing with the consulting work that I do. Is It's not just about identifying key metrics and the, helping to develop a plan and going to execute on that plan to help an executive um, deliver what they need to, to deliver on. But it's also helping them identify weak points or gaps mm-hmm. or missing ingredients, if you will, in their team, in their strategy, in their culture that is going to harm their ability to effectively get that bread to where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then also with time, things do take time, but it's not like baking a loaf of bread. Hey, it's going to take moment we put it in the oven, we're talking 20, 30, 40 minutes, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. Every team member is different. Mm-hmm. And so I know anytime I hire a new customer service rep for our business, I have gotten it down it's three months mm-hmm. to get 80 percent proficiency and you know sometimes i get really really bright people who can do it in six weeks other times not so bright it takes four to five months but i have a you know it, you, we're talking three months to achieve this skill level mm-hmm. um so time wise w- what do we tell our leaders when it comes to time what should they expect and what should that look like yeah, I think time is a metric we have to hold loosely because generally as business leaders and as people in our culture in general, we're fairly um, impatient. Oh, right? yeah. So I think Especially that, entrepreneurs. Yeah, exactly. Very impatient, which, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes that can lead to success. But I think we have to... Im- I think we have to think about the metrics we're using and whether or not the time-based metrics are appropriate. So for example, I'm working with this client right now. Actually, we're meeting together for a two-day offsite this next week. We're going through a whole uh, kind of conclusion to several months of work finally planning next year. And it was interesting putting this on the calendar. Finally, we realized there, for lots of reasons, there were decisions and some uh, influences on this year of planning that were outside of our control. And so really for three months, we've been debating what is in our control. Ooh, and, that's good, you know, good and discussion. what's in our control. And, and, yeah. And, and finally, what we landed on was there were a number of key questions we felt like we could address without answers to some of the big questions that were outside of our control for lots of reasons. And um, where I think that was able to land us from a healthy perspective was, you know, hey, let's not base 
um, some key decisions on time. Let's not commit to achieve this amount of growth of employees or this amount of, more importantly, growth of revenue or this amount of growth of customers by Q1, Q2, Q3, because there's lots of reasons, and I won't get into it because it's that customer's business, but why that is, there's a lot of reasons why it's hard to say specifically why we can't hit those time targets. So what we're doing is we're basing them on other milestones. We're picking non-time-based metrics that will inform the ability to make the next set of changes, launch the next product hire the next set of engineers, hire. Um, so, so we're building a whole set of metrics that are not necessarily time bound in our case because of the fact that we actually can't control some of the timing mm-hmm. um, for lots of reasons strategically. Um, and so, but yeah. likewise, do you have, so you can't control, Hey, we're going to do this in the next three months or six months. But what you can do is when are you going to revisit those again? What if you don't hit the metrics? Right. Yeah, no, and that's going to be part of the governance structure that we'll put in place. My, my guess is because it'll be at the executive team level of this sort of now integrated company, that it would be a weekly, biweekly kind of tracking mm-hmm. of a set of dash, a dashboard of metrics for the next year that will sort of be, they'll be tracking their, their progress. And then, you know, as a smart team, they've actually already begun to um, scale, or not, excuse me, um, not scale those, but push those down to everyone in the organization, have their own personal goals tied up to the corporate goals. But those corporate goals will be taught, you know, tracked at the executive level every couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you know, with a monthly or quarterly effort probably to get off site and sort of revisit the milestones, see how those things are coming, what's um, transpired that's now in their control, ability to see some things happening or not. Um, and so that, that will be then what drives sort of the speed speed will be based on milestones that become clear over the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I think of Psalm 90, uh, chapter 90, verse 12, you know, Lord, teach us to number our days when thinking mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, we have to give over to God basically everything. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he's telling us, hey, Josh, mm-hmm. number your days, man. Yeah. How, what does that look like? Yeah. No, I think there's a recognition that, uh, you know, for me, every day matters. We talked about Ecclesiastes. I think I was looking up some other people a lot smarter than me, what they've said about um, time. In particular, I thought of compound interest, actually. Hey, <laughs> but, but our life, but right? Really? The investments we make are like, with our time are, are like compound interest. You know, Warren Buffett, I like said, you know, time is your friend, impulse is your enemy. Take advantage of compound interest. Don't be captivated by the siren song of the market. And I think that applies not just to compound interest, but it applies to how we organize our life around truth and daily commitment to what I call steadfastness, which we may get into in a future episode. Um, the Bible talks a lot about that. And the, um, this concept that, you know, as we commit ourselves, you know, number our days, there, there's both an element that each day matters. And there's, I think, also the ability to rest in there's only so much we can do in a given day. And we yeah. just move forward each day. And, and, and over time, it's like on a long hike, you look back and all of a sudden you realize you're way up out of a valley that you never knew one step at a time you were getting out of. But mm-hmm. um, you, you begin to see the picture years into it. Well, and, and, you know, you said years into it. One of my favorite things to do as an executive coach is life plan. Mm-hmm. I absolutely mm-hmm. love life planning. Um, and, and the reason why is, you know, a good life plan starts at one's obituary and then you reverse engineer Mm -hmm. all the way to today and it's a good way of just being intentional 
with our lives, with our businesses. Okay, I'm going to start a business. Well, what does the end of that business look mm -hmm. like? It doesn't have to be exactly and spot on, but then you can go backwards. And with steadfastness and understanding time and good goals and what that looks like, you can move a long, long way, you know, even six months, but even more, two years, three years, five years, 10 years. Yeah. It's amazing if you're going in the same direction. Yeah, no, and on the flip side of that, you know, I want to recognize, you know, I've had periods in my life that have been very painful in the waiting. I think one of the one of the biggest challenges I find about time, you know, I'm, I'm fairly, you know, you, a little bit crazy, as you know. Um, will you give me a goal over the next hour or week or month or year or years? I'm usually pretty good at, like, breaking it down, mm -hmm. stepping into it, focusing but I, I find exceedingly crazy and like crazy making my own head is when I, there's a waiting period of which there is no end. Yeah, you crazy. don't know, you know, what that's going to look like. And unfortunately, illness, business challenges, like there are times we step into these periods of waiting. It's one thing to wait when you know how long it's going to be, right? It's a four-year college degree. It's a graduate school degree. It's a, it's a period at a really hard company, but you got big payout options coming at the end of two years, three years, four years. But when you don't know, it's tough. You know, that sort of time waiting is, is pretty rough. Oh, it um, is. There's a whole Dr. Seuss book on that, I'm pretty certain, about <laughs> kids at home. <laughs> you spend your whole life waiting, I believe, is what it's talking about. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's something that comes to find us all. And I think, you know, I think we, I think the key, you know, that we've talked a lot about in this is having community and people around us who we can go to to carry that weight, right? There's a lot of weight that we carry in those periods. And I don't want to dismiss that from probably people listening to us today going through mm -hmm. some period of that. Well, and I think, you know, we're talking about time today, but we've have, have to also, you know, uh, reference our last two podcasts, one on grace mm -hmm. and one on truth. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And time is kind of that third aspect of it. You have to have all three grace, mm -hmm. truth, and time. Mm -hmm. So there's grace for when you know, something doesn't work out as planned. There's the truth reality aspect of things. Mm -hmm. And then there's the time aspect. You can't just have unlimited time. You have to have grace and truth. And it's all three pieces fitting together. And when those fit together, man, whether it's a personal or business plan, whether it's a consulting project, whether it's family development, it is amazing mm -hmm. and powerful. Yeah. Well, and, I, and with that, I think, you know, the encouragement to folks who are listening to, if they feel like they have a deficit in one of those three areas, mm -hmm. right, it's leaning on the other two until such time as more grace comes or they're able to give more grace, more time comes or they're able to give more time, more truth is clear, you know, reality becomes more clear. I think there's, you lean on the grace and the time. I think, I think that's the beauty of those is, is it's three legs to a stool, but sometimes you got to sort of balance on the two while the third gets worked out, mm -hmm. you know. And what I see is when working with people, I think most people either lean too far on the truth side or too far on the grace side. Mm -hmm. You know, I see one people like, I'm like, you need a little more truth because you have grace for everything and nothing, it's, it gets all, almost a, a, ambiguous. And other people are so, everything's black and white. I'm like, you need some more grace. But what, what helps is the truth, uh, excuse me, the time aspect across mm -hmm. both. I think mm -hmm. that kind of evens us out because, yeah. uh, you know, do we need more time for this or do we need less time? Well, and I think that's, I think one of the beauties of, of parenting and, and probably also like leading companies mm -hmm. is you have grace and you have truth that you give to your parents you have, or to, to your kids, uh, grace and truth that we give to the people we work with. And then time is this piece that, you know, oh, 
my two-year-old's been screaming a lot at bedtime lately out of sort of fear. It's coming out of nowhere. It's like my wife and I have speak truth to him and we show grace to him, of course. But then we sort of say to each other, look, this is a phase. Yes. That this will not last forever. It mm-hmm. might last a week. It might last a month. We always jokingly say um, about our kids when they go through these phases, this won't be an issue when they go to college. Like in... But, you know, you would hope. But, well, yeah, most likely, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you know in your mind when you keep time as a third point of tension, you recognize this moment stinks, mm-hmm. right? That's the truth. How do I have grace for myself? But I recognize that in a month, in a year, in 16 years, when my kids go to year goes to college, hopefully, um, there's, there will not, they will not be the same. Mm-hmm. They will change, right? Yeah. Just like the business. And- like a business, one of the most important things that we do in our business is we look at a P&L. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, what was our P&L for 2020? Mm-hmm. What was it for last quarter? What was it um, for the last month? But even you can take it all the way shorter as I work with like retail companies. Hey, how many customers walk through your door this week? And then mm-hmm. you can know, hey, we're going to pull these levers, but it, it fits within a time spectrum. And mm-hmm. you can see, you can start to see trends. Oh, weather affected this, uh, a COVID outbreak or this, you know, it, and if you understand how time fits into the entire thing with companies, uh, it can be really encouraging. Mm-hmm. Hey, th- the sky is not falling. It was a bad week trend backwards or it can be a wake-up call if you use time appropriately like yeah when when just one day becomes a quarter or several quarters hey that should be a wake-up call if we don't achieve this metric by this date uh, we need to do some serious change yeah no and that and that's where i think working with a good coach good consultant you know that's where we can help right is 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 what I would call risk mitigation. Oh, absolutely. Right? It's, mm-hmm. it's like, how do we work the likely scenarios here from top to bottom? You know, my wife's a nurse practitioner. I've learned a lot being in a lot of healthcare companies and working with a lot of providers in my career. You know, there's this whole issue of like most likely to least likely, right? You mm-hmm. work down that decision tree and, and business leaders, the same thing, right? It's, oh, we had a bad week. Okay, let's work through all the reasons why we had a bad week and how many of those are in our control, out of our control. Mm-hmm. How many of those are permanent and not permanent? And what's the risk of these different things? And then you begin to play these risk mitigation plans or you develop um, scenario planning, which is one of my favorite, you know, more big macro scenario like, oh, what if major earthquake hits and half of Seattle decides to move to Yakima where we live mm-hmm. now because they got to get out. Right? I mean, there's a major scenario, right? Mm-hmm. That's, it's low probability, high risk, right? Um, high impact if it ever happened, you know, the, um, so to that end, you know, you begin to play out those business impacts in sort of a safe way, almost like a, you know, a game so that you're then prepared for adjusting your strategy when, Mm -hmm. when the times do hit like, Oh, maybe a pandemic, right? Nobody had that on their scenario plan. Right. But those businesses who were more agile and had spent time thinking through their scenarios and their business models and developing, um, new scenarios for unexpected things were more adept at switching right to models that now worked Mm -hmm. in, in a totally different world. And here's, here's something that I found funny is, or ironic. I, Sometimes people will, and this is some people, they will plan for the big events, but they forget the minor events that will happen. This upcoming winter, I give you a 95% chance it's going to snow. Mm-hmm. And I'll see some, well, we didn't plan, we don't have a snow plow for the parking lot or this. I'm like, it's winter. 
95% yeah. in certain areas, it's going to snow. Yeah. You can't over-index on the low likelihood, high risk ones yeah. at, at the mercy, at, at the, at not being, a, yeah, and you've got to properly company, allocate resources. December is always crazy busy. Why? Deductibles have been met right. and everyone wants to get their purchase in before deductible season in January comes up. Yes. And so, you know, sometimes working with people like, have you prepared for the obvious? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Or they knew about it, but they didn't enact certain things. Right. Um, so th- th- there's a sliding spectrum. Hey, what do we do next? Yeah, there's a, definitely a human nature, right, to over-underestimating um, risk and likelihood to impact their life, right? People lose sight of time, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we're talking about today. Um, so, you know, why, I think, why does this matter? I think one of the things I wrote down here was, you know, as people who are, again, we talked about this locked inside of time, Time is a bit of a mystery. Um, and while we know something matters about time, I think one of the, um, I think, most complex, uniquely, I said, uniquely disturbing things about time is when we don't actually know how long something might take. And we talked about that. Um, you know, so I think that's why time matters because it's sort of kind of all encompassing. But then I think the other thing is how do we leverage time, right? How do you yeah. work with your clients to, to leverage time? The key thing that I use to lever, leverage time, and some people naturally understand if A, then B, then C. I really don't even have to talk to them about time. Mm-hmm. But it's those that don't understand if A, then B, then C. And what I would say is play the movie forward. Mm-hmm. If you have a couple relationships, something kind of off has happened, but it's not necessarily worth confrontation or a big strap plan to figure it out. But if I were to say, hey, Josh, if that same in- interaction happened once a week for the next 52 weeks, is that a big deal? Mm-hmm. And you might say, absolutely, it's a huge deal. Because now, instead of just one small thing, it's over 52 times. We'll play the movie forward. If that keeps happening, do you now need to address it? And we can use time to multiply a small issue mm-hmm. and realize, hey, let's let's address this while it's small, not after all sorts of bad things have happened and you've lost five employees because so many people got upset by so-and-so's gossiping or, you know, a, a, a paperwork mistake, what that might look like. So that's one of the things I do to leverage time is just extrapolate it and, hey, multiply it by 52 if this were to happen every single week. How about you? Yeah. No, I like that. The, the other thing I would just add when I work with my clients, especially on the strategy side is, and you'll appreciate this on the coaching side, we talk a lot about mission, vision, and values, mm-hmm. right? And getting those clear. Sometimes those need to be reset before you can even touch the strategy. But I think from a the reason corporate values matter, and and I liken it to, to personal values, like have, and I think people, at least in our country, don't tend to write these down very well. But by understanding what your values are personally and corporately, the reason that I find that that matters is because then you're able to order your life, your priorities, your activities around those values. Because if you don't, you're not a person of integrity, no, right? You're not. living, you're living basically in a way that is not reflective of who you want to be. And therefore that creates great internal turmoil and you're not going to make progress against your goals and what you want to be. And so I think, you know, the first thing is as a company or a person, the reason this matters, how to leverage time is to understand who your values are, mm-hmm. where, what do you want to be to your point? What's the obituary? Or what's the five-year plan look like? What are your values? How do you order your life? And then you just got to be patient, right? Lever- time is all about letting things move carefully over time, mm-hmm. right? And order your daily life directionally at where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And not you're not going to make major progress most days, 
Most days it's going to be simple, small steps in the right direction. Um, you know, Eugene Peterson wrote a book years ago, years and years ago now called long obedience in the same direction. Right. And that applies to business too, right? Mm -hmm. Is that you figure out where you're going, right? And you just take three steps, four steps, five steps, six steps a day. Sometimes that's all you can do. Other times, other days you'll have big, big leaps forward, but you just begin to make steady progress and all of a sudden you find your goal, you know? And the thing I like about time, you know, we, we talked about the base of, to use the tree analogy, you have grace, truth, time in terms of the soil and that builds into if, if we use those three properly you know it it helps our capability it helps our reality helps our um you know proper boundaries with people team members uh, attachment and then but if we do all that right we have lots and lots of fruit with the people that we're investing in mm-hmm. performance and numbers as well as personal fruit so right. it's one of those things we all you know at the end of the day hey i want better fruit i yeah. want better numbers i want more money but it comes down from there and at the you know base level time's part of that yeah and if, and if any of those things that eric said about capability reality boundaries attachment or bonding uh, doesn't sound familiar to you listening go back and listen to our podcast yeah. we actually recorded those before the grace uh truth time ones so check those out uh, blogs as well hoping to help mm-hmm. folks with those different areas if, if that's a and issue typically of i found people are really good in one two three areas then they have a deficiency mm-hmm. yeah so figure out where you're good at and where do you need to give yourself a little more grace but also re-up in the area that you have a deficiency in yep that's right well, hey, that was fun, man. Yeah, should we go ahead and close? I was going to offer up a prayer uh, that I found. Yeah, uh, let's hear it. Yeah, and I look for the blog. I'll probably put it in the blog too because I liked it so much. Um, this actually came uh, from somebody named uh, Howard Thurman, who was an African-American author, philosopher, theologian, educator, civil rights leader. Uh, he said, I need thy sense of time. Obviously talking to God here. Always I have an underlying anxiety about things. Sometimes I am in a hurry to achieve my ends and com- completely without patience. It is hard for me to realize that some growth is slow and that all processes are not swift. I cannot always discriminate between what time takes time to develop and what can be rushed because my sense of time is dulled. I measure things in terms of happenings. Oh, to understand the meaning of perspective that I may do all things with a profound sense of leisure, of time. I need thy sense of time. Amen. Amen. Preach it. Okay. <laughs> Until next week. Yep. Take care, everybody. Hey, thank you for listening to the Consultant Coach Podcast with Josh and I. Hey, time's hard. It's that one thing that once it's gone, it's gone. So how do we manage time and what that looks like? Hey, if you'd like to dive deeper into what this looks like, hey, go to Josh's most recent blog post on time, as well as go to theconsultantatthecoach.com and book a free 15-minute consulting appointment with either Josh or myself. We'd love to talk to you about you and your business and what that looks like. Until next week, thanks for listening to the Consultant and the Coach Podcast.